0: you've never been to an auto conference this is the one to start at if you're sick of auto conferences in general or you just need something a little different a Sotocon is the place to be september 11th through 13th we only have a limited number of tickets and most of our events have sold out so exactly we're just saying
1: <laughs> we're really excited and we just hope that you'll join us because we want to craft something that is for the whole industry not just for a subset
0: go to a com, get your tickets now Yo, it is Friday. Getting close to the end of the week. Getting close. A lot of people got a couple days left. So today we're gonna to talk about Carvana's Q2 woes, shopping malls increasing tenancy, and a new way to see around corners. If to go, the people really to As if there was an I old
1: way to see around corners. They see me? They All the technicians leave. in the room are, are like, is, are, are they gonna talk about those big, big mirrors? mirrors? They put up? <laughs> It's a
0: brilliant is, development. We've been
1: doing this for a hot minute. <laughs> <laughs> See, watch that car coming around the corner.
0: I love that. I go. love it. Yeah, you just saw the trailer for a SodaCon. Uh, tickets are going. They are on sale. We just are about to start uh, giving out tickets, giving out tickets for the Monday night event. Which we're incredibly excited about. We're expecting thousands of people. Larry Feldman, welcome to the live stream. Hey, we're counting on you, Larry Feldman, to tell all your dealers in the Philadelphia area that they need to send their staff to the Monday night event because it's free. We are hosting an event for the entire industry. We're going to try to walk the talk and say we need the whole industry to be excited about being in retail automotive and seeing the vision for it. In the future, so Monday night at a SotoCon, we're flipping from conference mode to entertainment mode with a silent disco, a live DJ, Nashville's hottest party band. We're bringing them in all the way from Nashville. It's going to be nuts! It's going to be nuts. The band's called it's Twelve Selfs. Literally
1: South. nuts. They 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 have multiple set changes, costume changes, dancing, and Some literally sick, sick music. Their song list. Their song list is every song that you can sing the chorus to as loud as you possibly can. <laughs> And it's, it's just absolutely an amazing, amazing event.
0: Yeah, so um, more information on that. We're just uh, opening up the Eventbrite so that um, if you're uh, a G- GM or an owner, right, your whole staff can register for free. We'd love to have them there. Or if you're not a GM or manager, you can register for free. Tell all your friends. Bring all your friends. If you want to come to Philly just for the event because it's that great, please come. We'll make sure you get in and have an amazing time. Um, what else are we doing right now? Man, you might have caught our live streams at noon. Yeah, I that was a good Yeah, time.
1: so we've 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 kind of like taken the interviews that we've done for Auto Collabs and just made them available via LinkedIn on the lunch break, right? Noon nice. Eastern 11 Central. Uh we've had Jim McGelvy, Damon Lester, and today we're dropping our Steve Greenfield episode. Oh, and
0: you got to hear his origin story. Ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: It's so good. <laughs> if you only listen to the first eight minutes, you've gotten everything that you possibly need to listen to in that episode because it explains everything.
0: Easiest way to do that is just follow the ASOTU page on LinkedIn. Just search ASOTU, follow the page, um, and you'll be able to tune in at noon for the live stream, and you'll get notified probably. Or if you can turn, not- can you turn notifications on on LinkedIn? Oh, yeah, you can hit the... There's like a little bell. Hit the bell. Hit the bell. Smash that bell button, everybody. (laughs) Oh, man. Hey, and we also, with the SodaCon, we always want to give our collaborators some love. There are no sponsors. There are collaborators, people who have thrown in to make the event what it is, we were like, no trade show floor, no exhibit hall. We want people to bring something fresh. Uh, cars.com as our premier sponsor, thank you so much. And speaking of that party we just talked about, our friends at Goobagoo and Naked Lime stepped up to say, we want to make sure that event is amazing, and it happened, so they collabed with us on that. So a special thank you to them for really serving the entirety of the industry um, and not just one or two decision makers. Which there's nothing, And there's yesterday, nothing wrong with that.
1: yesterday, we employed... Uh, we'll call it employed because they are about to just go. <laughs> it's going to feel like we employed them. <laughs> right. Epic BDC uh, is going to be reaching out to everybody in Philly. So even if you're like shy and you don't want to tell all your friends in Philly, they're going to do some work for you and just tell everybody about that party. So they're going to help us uh, get the word out for and thankful sure. to them uh, for, for shouldering up and making that
0: happen. Yeah. Robin Wilson is the official president of the Asoto street team at this point. Yeah, official I love it. official. <laughs> all right, let's talk about some get in. Oh, get in let's go. Oh, I was going to talk about the really the fact that we hired a really amazing person. A soda is growing, by the way. We are growing. We're not going to tell you who it is yet because we're going to introduce you to this person soon enough. If you're coming to a soda con, you will meet this person. But we hired someone who's going to make us all grow up just a little bit. Head of business yep. development and partner success, it's going to be insanity now that we have somebody to really pay attention to the other people, the other troublemakers that want to help us bring this message to you. So just stay tuned. We thought it was worth putting it there because you think we're doing things now. Wait until you see what's about to happen.
1: Our, our writer Chris, he, he you know we're, we're in slack and he uses this uh, this emoji and it's a volcano. and he's like,
0: <laughs> "That's perfect.
1: And he's like, literally. We're just like brewing down below and we're just gonna volcano and his his whole thing is like just a volcano of content, a volcano of of writing. It's just like and you know what? So much
0: and, and that has so much more to do with you than it does with us. There it is. Because we are we just see ourselves literally as the relief valve. For all the amazing things happening in the industry, all the amazing innovators, all of you, this community who has come together, banded together around this beacon that we believe that retail automotive hasn't seen its best days yet. And we're working toward that. So we're just trying to provide you the, the little relief valve so the volcano can erupt. And, you know, I know it's a, usually a bad thing when a volcano erupts, but like in a good way, it's like a good volcano eruption. Paul, we talked earlier this
1: week about a a store and and it's gonna be on LinkedIn, just a story and we'll have a carousel about it, but a store that has uh, like 50,000 TikTok followers and they have multiple videos with like over 1 million views, tons of likes, the whole nine yards. And the GM calls me and just goes, thanks for telling our story. Yes. That was really cool. Yes. More of that. Hey, if you
0: have those stories, Send them our way because, again, we, we want to be that, the outlet. We're the pe- yes. Kyle, we're the people's outlet. I'm just going to say that. We are the people's <laughs> outlet. Well, speaking of stories. Stop. <laughs> <away>. Time. <laughs> I one.
1: was like, we're seven minutes in. We got all things used cars in 15 minutes. If we don't roll, we're going to be under a <laughs> bus. All right, go ahead. Bad. Speaking
0: of stories, uh, <laughs> Carvana has posted a uh, substantial $439 million loss In Q2 cited, yeah, both of those at the same time, the record scratch and the must be the money all at once. Uh, They cited used vehicle prices. Prepare to be surprised. This is going, this is really tough because of used vehicle prices, rising interest rates and other macroeconomic pressures. It's like somebody telling you that the reason that um, you can't have what you, your peanuts and your drink service on the airplane is due to pandemic pandemic shortages and employment shortages
1: right right like, okay we get it actually i think what happened was the pr person went to cnn.com and was like pull the big three what can we and put them in a thing <laughs> what are we gonna
0: tell everybody
1: <laughs> right we get it
0: everybody i mean but, right so i mean granted this is less than their 506 million dollar loss in q1 right. it is far less this quarter quarter over quarter like or a two you know q2 2022 over q2 2021. In 2021, Q2 was a $45 million profit. That's when everyone sat up and was like, "Uh uh-oh, right? Like Carvana's figuring it out. Um, Not so much. Now, here's the thing. The revenue is up 16%. The number of units sold is actually up 9% to about 117,000 units. But the profit per unit, there's just one problem with this pesky profit per unit. Um, Mm. It's down 34%. So obviously having some trouble there, um, you know, getting things together or figuring out how to get the vehicles through profitably. Um I have a personal story to interject here and then I'll let you take take us home on the rest of the story. Feel free. Feel free. So my Kia Telluride, I'm turning it in turn sideways. My Kia Telluride. Um I yep. I'm, I'm okay. just I'm actually trading it in and and I'm getting another vehicle. And so I went around I'm like, "Okay, let's see what my vehicle's worth." CarMax. It's a 20 it's 2020 Kia Telluride, 29,000 miles, great shape. It's an SX. And so I went around. I was like Kelly Blue Book, let's see what CarMax will do, let's see what Carvana do. I ended up, you know, giving it to a dealer why didn't give it to him they paid me um thank you (laughs) the dealer world appreciates you so so i ended up uh trading it in at 42.5 um carmax was going to give me about 43 and carvana what do you think they they quoted me 41 36 36 i was like oh they're trying to figure some stuff out Oh, that was two weeks ago. And I realized like, oh, they're 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 definitely figuring some stuff out because right. because they can't obviously either have too much inventory, or the wrong inventory. But I mean, to, for it to be that substantially lower. Well, we were talking to a dealer just a couple weeks
1: ago and they were just shocked at how many cars that Carvana was running through their there. Right. They were That's like, right. That was normally- literally the same time. Right. Normally, basically, they, they run anywhere between 20 and 50. uh, This was Toyota dealerships, Toyotas through the lane at, on a weekly basis, they were running over 200 that weekend. They were, they said they were all overpriced. Unbelievable, yeah, right? I mean, and so it's interesting because the conversation has been a lot around this Odessa acquisition, and uh, CEO Ernie Garcia is saying that he's happy with its integration process so far. So they're able to insert them uh, themselves into these market hubs, which was a big reconditioning as as well as vehicle acquisition mm-hmm. uh, play. Uh, but it's interesting that that you're still seeing this downturn in profitability. Um, however, their stocks are still up after this earnings report yeah 13 percent so, my question is how long can can carvana continue to trade on this brand perception that they're going to be the future and uh, and not on the oh, actual I scale, that, scale i think that
0: right? i think that ship has sailed i really don't you think so I, I think so um it seems like the it's much more of a weighing machine when it comes to carvana stock like you know, people are, are really anticipating the moves they're making financially as opposed to what we would call the voting machine of just pop. Right. Like, I think we've seen that there's a chink in the armor, right? The giant bled, right? So they're like, oh, okay. Like now I, I think I think we're much more closer to zero um, on that. I mean, obviously look at what the stock price, where it is compared to where it was, you well, know, just, yeah. so I, th- I think there has been the correction. Um, you know, there is, We'll see. I mean, we'll see. I mean, what they have been doing also is they, you know, signaling they've reduced their workforce by a substantial amount. How much did they reduce their workforce? 12%, 12%. right? And they're they're high-level executives not getting any salary through the end of 22. So I think they're signaling like- you know, corporate responsibility when it comes to profit and paying attention. Yeah. And I, I think, I think that, um,
1: here's, here's, here's Paul, this is the corporate responsibility that I want to give them. I just want to like offer this up to them. <laughs>
0: I, you know, all Carvana
1: employees just want to let you know, especially those in charge of vehicle acquisition, merchandising, and pricing. I just want to offer this up to you. We have a clubhouse room every Friday. Actually, it's happening in 10 minutes at nine Eastern talking about all things used cars from some of the greatest operators that are maintaining the highest level of profitability in the country. And you can be a part of it. So just want to offer that up to
0: the car. You can be a part of the room. You can be a part of the retail franchise dealer network, which we're, I don't, we're I don't inviting know. you to. I don't know what they've been telling you over there. But I think if you come to the room you'll see a little bit more of how it actually is in the go. best of the best not there you just, go just just throwing that out there I love that Kyle that's beautiful oh man <laughs> well let's let's move on to some broader retail indicators and trends get this retailers data showing that retailers continue moving into shopping malls across God, the country beautiful. Now, if you would have asked me what I thought about it, I would have given you a doom and gloom. But according to the, lar- uh, the largest mall operator in the country, Simon Property Group, you've probably seen them on shopping malls and their names on, you know, outlets and things like that. Retailers are not backing out of deals to open up stores. Actually, tenant occupancy is up year over year, currently at 93.9%. Wow. So, um, you know, they're saying this could have something to do with better lease terms, right? Cheaper space or more flexible terms, right? Less long-term leases, more short-term leases. And and one of the reasons they talk about is that online retailers who have been traditionally only online are moving into brick and mortar, which is kind of cool to see. I mean, like, you know, and you see some networks developing. And Hi, also, Amazon. yeah, exactly. Not just online, but we're talking like just brands, right? Like even that eventually happens, you get popular online, like where's the growth opportunity? Well, in the brick and mortar, I think they just take a more measured approach. And here's another one that ties in with a lot that we've been talking about is the fact that high level luxury brands are moving out of the cities into the suburbs because what did the people do during the pandemic? They moved out of the cities into the suburbs and they're kind of staying put right? Wow. They, they like the space. So they're taking those big flagship store models and they're just making them really small. and They're putting them in local malls because if you remember that that um, affordability issue, we have an automotive, right? The, the upper middle class to the upper income levels literally have, are not slowing down because of the recession. So there's just still real strong purchasing power and luxury. So um, just, wow. uh, you know, so I,
1: I mean, just like real, real case, if you want to go to Opry Mills Mall, which is one of the largest malls in the southeast, right? Opry Mills, a lot of people know about that in Nashville, got to check or Green Hills Mall. Getting in and out of there anytime <laughs> during the day of any day of the week Ooh. is almost oppressive how busy it is. And so I can see this being a reality just I mean, I know that's a microcosm of the cases, um but in a city like Nashville, where we have retailers everywhere sprawling and spreading out, there is still a ton of attention on mall traffic and people are flocking to them still in droves on a daily basis. So
0: I can see why retailers would want to be there. I think what we take away from this as the auto industry is there is no such thing as a blanket truth for all of retail. Right. right, which talks about not participating in the recession. You look at retail blanket statements about retail and you cannot overlay that into your dealerships or into your business because there are different segments, different affordability issues. And this is just a little bit of retail uh, verification of that philosophy. Um, look, there is no reason, there is no reason why some of, especially
1: the mid to large size dealers should not be creating pop-up shops and experience centers in malls like that should be something that oh, you are please. looking into with your oem please, please do please. more
0: of that that would just be so good for all of us speaking of having no reason stop. stop it's- i actually had a 100%. better friday no no i have a reason
1: i have a reason okay okay i'm, I'm good i'm here
0: so there is apparently a reason for car crashes and 95 of that reason no. is human error so one autonomous driving tech company called, oh, I don't even have the name in here. <laughs> it's you, linked up in the notes. So I was rolling so hard into that one. But basically, they developed new autonomous technology. They're saying, if basically, the theory is this. If our system can see and process objects from far enough away the collisions and the accidents can be eliminated at least 95% of them. Um, but get, get what this, this system, it kind of looks like, it looks like a, like a gigantic spoiler mashed together with the biggest redneck light bar you can think of. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. <laughs> and it's on the front of this truck. You have to check out uh, neural propulsion systems. Thank you, Kyle NPS. They've developed some technology That processes get this 100 terabits per second, 100 terabits of information per second, which is apparently 10 million times the estimated sensory data flowing from your eyes to your brain. As long as you're not drunk or distracted, it says in the article, I don't know why they put that in there. I'm I'm assuming it's less. (laughs) So that
1: is shocking and incredible. All like, at the same time. I, I, I'm just thinking about this, like how much data is acquired and stored in the world, right? And just the ability for some, for every car to potentially being able to process at a rate of a hundred terabits per second, and the data that would be accepted.
0: Well, you know, no, no, Actually, it's not stored anywhere. It is a solid state technology. Real-time where it's all blocked together and it says it takes actually it takes a lot of microchips to do this no right. d- no doubt but it just it perpetually processes this in triple redundancy it just it's constant it processes and discards process you could never store information that fast no you couldn't but that is
1: incredible <laughs> yeah. that is such yeah so they can identify small objects at 540 yards a bicycle identified at 1285 feet um and they are like they're able to come to this w- from a production level next year. I mean, this this could be game changing for autonomous driving.
0: Yeah. The article is fascinating. It was way more nerdy than we could get into here. But even some of this technology of, of combining laser technology and LIDAR and radar, it kind of it kind of it says it interrogates and interrogates each like inch 100 times a second. To help to decide what is what, it's pretty crazy. And so, but some of this technology can actually see around corners depending on the material. So, I mean, wow. 540 yards is a long way.
1: I That's mean, it's a long picture long
0: a football way. stadium and then like yep. start stacking them on each other and to be able to identify a bicycle, which thinks like real thin lines, it's not like it's a block, right? When you think
1: about the amount of decisions that can be made in that time, like, is it slowing down? Is it speeding up? Is it entering my path? Is it do all of the things that now it could tell, it it could kind of like start to make assumptions based on the traveled velocity and the directionality Mm -hmm. and all that type of stuff. Like it it is interesting though, because then those things, you know, it's, it's that, well, yeah, but there's still the variable of the human element on the other side. Right. Absolutely. Um, Right. Like
0: it can go one way and then all of a sudden it turns the left. But at least if it's accounting for it, it can't be worse. So they said, you know, production, like you said, in 2023. And uh, we'll see how how fast they can manufacture. And then, of course, like always, how small they can make it so it doesn't look like. A giant spoiler mashed up with a red. <laughs> it <light bulb>. literally <laughs>
1: looks like you put a pair of sunglasses on a semi truck. Yeah, it's like okay. futuristic <laughs> sunglasses. It's pretty a good. It's pretty good. We're gonna
0: have so much fun with this piece of content <laughs> after the show. I know it. Um, one last thing before we go, we're gonna run all things used cars on Clubhouse again. We do that every Friday at nine Eastern with uh, close to two hundred of the smartest people in the auto industry in a room discussing real time topics. Um, I came across this morning this video on CNBC, and we linked it up in the show notes in the comments and. I think it just did a fantastic job of laying out franchise automotive and what's happening in the auto industry, the new entrants like Rivian and Tesla and um, why it matters, why the big six publics are scooping up dealerships. Um, it has Kerrigan advisors hey. on there. Earl Stewart from Earl Stewart Toyota is featured in the video. And if you just want to learn a little bit more, a little bit of a broader perspective, it's 10 minutes. It's worth a watch. Or if you have friends and family... That are always asking you about the auto industry and you have a hard time explaining it. Show them this yeah. video. Um, I That's think great. we should make something like this in like a Sodu style. Um, yeah, I think I think we Let's probably do it. will. Let's do but it. we have to make other things today. One of those is the clubhouse room. Thank you for spending time with us this week. <laughs> we hope to see you at a SOTUCon. Get your tickets at a SOTUCon.com. And you know, rock out Friday, rock out Saturday. We'll see you on Monday.